Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. We are back. We took about a month, maybe even two, I don't remember anymore, off. I think the last time we all got together to record something was Buck Cherry because we love the cocaine. And then... I went away, and other stuff was happening, and then the, the, it was dark out, and there were wolves after us. Either way, we took the month of August off, but it's September now, and uh, the leaves are changing, the weather's changing, the world's changing, and we're right there with it on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We're back, and we'll be bringing new metal album reviews to you almost every week. From here to the end of the year. And I made a rhyme, and it wasn't time. But let me tell you, I'm not alone saying stupid shit. Here to keep me under control, ladies and gentlemen, he is the gate master, and I am... He is the gate master, and I am the gatekeeper! It's Jesse Starcher. How do you do? Who are you going to call, Jesse? Mm, intros are awkward, aren't they? <sighs> it's, like, really tough to get through some. <laughs> I would like credit for I, I getting through most of I would like to have credit for getting through most of that without stumbling over myself considering that was all <laughs> off the cuff oh man sometimes I hate doing intros on my own podcast and I'm just like <laughs> I, I'm glad I edit this shit later because I can take it all out if I want to but no we are live so Mark Radlich, that sounded wonderful I'm glad to be here I'm ready to, I cannot wait to talk about this album I was so looking forward to we have the little bit of a break and i was like well what are we coming back to oh yes d snyder baby i can't wait are you hungry did you stay hungry do you want to rock are you gonna take it anymore twisted sister Uh, (laughs) am i ready am i running mazes am i becoming the storm (laughs) hey that's that's not twisted sister that's just d snyder yeah fuck yeah man d snyder just dropped a new album uh, when did he drop that album? He dropped it a while ago. <laughs> it's called Leave a Scar. This is the second D. Snyder solo album that we've covered here in the Metal Hammer of Doom. First one was For the Love of Metal. It was like our favorite album of 2019. Isn't that right? It was up there, dude. It was it was probably top five, if I remember right. Really came out uh, swinging and very, very surprised. Uh, well, I was very surprised. Yeah, it was really, really good. But we're not alone, Jesse Starcher. Holy shit. He came back after, like, a 10-year-long hiatus because he had, like, a girlfriend or some shit. But then he came back for the Buck Cherry because he loves the cocaine. And now he's back again. <laughs> Two shows in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Metal Coop. Robert Cooper, how do you do, sir? I don't think I had this uh, last time I was here. I got a cat. His name is Dave. Is he the captain? Uh, yes, actually, he is the <laughs> captain of walking on the cabinets at 3 a.m. and almost breaking my ceramic yard gnome. Jesse, uh, that's a scooter joke. I get it. I was going to say, um, and, and, and I, I am the captain, <laughs> and my name is Dave. So my son yeah, loves no, that. that. I wasn't going to get that one. I, so, oh no, we were in the car. So I was on vacation when the scooter show dropped, and I was listening to it in the car while we were driving hither and thither, and um, Jesse. And I are listening to what well, was that one? What Hang the DJ or something? Which one was that one? Uh, God save the no rave. Idea. Yeah, God save the rave. Yeah. So we're listening to God save the rave, and 
we're listening. You know, I'm listening to the. You know, my kids are in the back seat. They're they're on their phones and they're playing Switch. And my wife is like half asleep, and I'm listening to the Scooter podcast. And Jesse's like, "Let me ask a question here. It's very important. It involves a very serious answer. Who the fuck is Dave, dude? My son <laughs> almost threw his Switch out the window. He was laughing so hard." <laughs> The whole rest of the trip, my son and I both. I am the captain. My name is Dave. To the point where we're going to see Clutch in two weeks. We're driving to, from Tampa to Pensacola, and I'm taking yeah. the kids. You know, I'm taking my daughter to a bunch of concerts. Well, we're the whole family's going to this one, and you I got to get him. I got to get him some metal T-shirts for the sh- concert. And so I got Lily a Fallout Boy shirt from the concert that we went to in Georgia when I was on this trip because she likes Fallout Boy now, and um, I got to get a concert T-shirt for Jonas. So I'm totally getting him a Captain Dave T-shirt. Oh, nice. Okay, very nice. Parenting for the win. I'm actually going to go see Unleash the Archers in about nine days. Oh, man. I saw that concert get listed, and I knew it was going to be close to you. And, and, and Well, actually, it's like, uh, shoot, I can't remember where it was specifically at. Where's it at again? It's in Greensboro, which is funny because now it's two hours for me instead of one hour, but... It's all good. And then uh, a few days later, I'm going to go see Judas Priest. Oh, wow. Judas Priest and Sabaton, right? Hell yeah. So I, I, Sabaton? I, yeah. Sabaton. Well, I know that because, like, I tried to convince my wife to let me fly to Utah to go see it with Robert Winfrey. And she was like, you're middle-aged father and have responsibilities, so no. I'm like... You get to, like, go to your friends when she lived in Utah, drive to Georgia, or this or that. Why can't I? She was like, I'm not going for, you know, $200 concerts. Like, I mean, I see your point, but still. I should just be able to do what I want to do, right? Yeah, right? damn it. You know, it's like, it's like the mortgage is paid. I have PTO. Why can't I just... And she's like, no, stupid. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're going to go see Clutch in Pensacola. How about you, Jesse? You know, are you going to any concerts anytime soon? No, dude. I am strictly staying at home, and I, there's been so many that's kind of tempted me, but I have not made the commitment. Maybe next year, Mark Radlich. That's right. Maybe assuming, next year. Assuming the world stops postponing everything that I ever buy yes. tickets for. Yes. Me and you will be going to yes. see Rage Against the Machine in uh, in the Cleveland. That's right, buddy. That is right. Right up the right up the road. Only about three hours. I'm gonna oh, get some I'm gonna be coming through Ohio at the end of the month. By the way. Oh, really? Which which part are you going through? Uh, I'm going up to Bowling Green. Okay. All see, right. So uh, that's. Uh, I'm going through the whole state. I think I don't know the route. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go see my buddy Nick. You know the guy that I should oh, someday. No. Get on the <laughs> no someday you should be on this podcast. <laughs> No fucking way! Running gags, I love him. Does he live up in Ohio? Like, yeah, he's got is... his doctorate from Bowling Green. Fucking no shit! Wow, wow. that's awesome, dude. I'm glad he was well, yeah, on this well, podcast have... then. Like he had did something. Golly. Let me know. We'll we'll hit up. I'll, I'll take you out to eat. Well, there's a Wendy's right down the road from here. <laughs> you know where we should go? We should go to the library. Oh, dude, we we have a library that sits on top of an Indian mound. What do you think of that shit? Uh, yeah. it's haunted. It, and, I was gonna say yeah, it's haunted by poltergeists. <laughs> it's gonna be like the poultry guys. Uh, yeah, so, man. Let me know when you come up through here. Yeah, I will. I will. All right, Robert Cooper. Did you happen to hear for the love of metal uh, three years ago? If you did, what'd you think of it? 
Uh, I think I was. Was I on that one? No, I think I was. I don't fucking remember anymore. I remember liking it quite a bit. Uh, D. Snyder still has fucking pipes, man. He really yeah, does. Like, like, it's very impressive, especially when you consider some of his contemporaries sound like somebody put a microphone up to my balloon nut. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Anything else about uh, you know? We're, you know, I threw this on the schedule. This was our big comeback show after taking a long hiatus for a few weeks, and then it was like, all right, we're coming back with D. Snyder, Leave a Scar, uh, which just came out relatively recently. There's no Wikipedia yeah. page for it, so I don't, so I don't have up to date that it actually dropped. But it doesn't matter. Um, it, what were you? It was uh, on July 30th. Thank you. you um, so, like, what were you anticipating with Leave a Scar? What were you thinking about? Well, the main thing was I knew that uh, for the love of metal, he had paired up with Jamie Josta. Jamie Josta came in and did some production. Uh, so Leave a Scar was doing – they were doing the same thing. Uh, Jamie Josta, I believe, was uh, doing the production on this, and they – that's what really excited me because I could feel – I could see and hear Jamie Josta all over for the love of metal, and I thought that it really – that's what really stuck the landing for that album. So this, I was like, can they do it again? Can they come in here and actually drop an album that is any better than what they did in 2018? So that was kind of where I was at. I couldn't wait to hear what they had to put forth, I guess. So, I mean, that's, that's really the main crux of it. I wanted to see if Jamie Josta and D Snyder could work some magic again and I guess we'll find out. We will. All right, man, let's get into it. Let's start playing some music. If you've never heard us uh, before, if you're just tuning into the podcast for the first time and what are these like rambling motherfuckers talking about, uh, we play three songs at a time, you know, because of <laughs> cause the way things are. Uh, we, you know, we can only play a portion of each song. So we do three songs at a time. And then we only play a portion of them about a minute or so each time. So here we go. It's I Gotta Rock Again, All or Nothing, or Down But Never Out.
Starter, we might be down, but we're never out. Down, 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 but never out. I uh, can tell you that I am still impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, we opened up this album with I Gotta Rock Again, and it's just like, okay, putting the pedal right to the floor. Uh, We're opening up, and it is in your face, and it is very aggressive. Uh, One of the things one of the common themes you're going to see throughout most of the songs on this album are what you really get in those first three. It's aggressive, but it's very positive. If you, if you look at the lyrics and and what is being said throughout most of these songs, there's a very strong vein of positivity. Yeah. Uh, So this is very much as like, like what if, what if hate breed singer sang? You know, it's it's <clears throat> it's got that very modern metal vibe to it, but with D. Snyder's aforementioned pipes, gives oh, yeah. it a bit of class. Um, gives it a bit of um, just elevates the whole sound. I mean, mm-hmm. D. Snyder has a like he has a distinctive voice. I wouldn't call it pretty, but like he definitely has a very. Um, a very clean style of singing that still sounds very masculine. And, Absolutely. And he's able to hit those notes without, like, screaming and growling. I think about, like, Hatebreed and Jamie Josta, Robert, you know, and, it, and he's just yelling at you. But he's yelling, like, be positive! Think positive! Bah! Who's think got it. more heart than you? No one! You know, like, and so, and then there's Dee Snyder, who's almost... I mean, I wouldn't call it, like, progressive or, like, strictly operatic, but he definitely has that, like, Sebastian Bach quality to him. And not Johann Sebastian Bach either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, part of me had almost forgot just how good of a singer D. Snyder is, because uh, I really feel that... Uh, his voice on this, like it's his tone is very aggressive and very in your face, but also it's still very clean and it's quite good, honestly. Uh, something I found very interesting uh, reading through the credits on uh, Metal Archives, uh, because you know what? I thought I heard Howard Jones is screaming in the background on one of these songs. Mm-hmm. He, he is in this album. Oh, okay. I know he was on for the love of metal, uh, but I did I did not did not catch him in this. I have to I have to pay more attention. Well, because I was because uh, I was just listening to it on YouTube, and I knew Corpse Grinder was in one song, and that excited yes. me. 
me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I heard, like, in the background, I'm like, wait, this isn't the one with Corpse Grinder. That sounds like Howard Jones. Uh, and it was him, because, you know, he has a very distinct scream. Yeah, you can tell. And that, that I thought that was, I think that's a really good catch on this album, too. Um, I, I really dig the opening track, though. It's in your face. It is, it's ready to rock. It's a good album. It's honestly a good concert opener. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, this is definitely, I think uh, most of the songs on here are you know, very crowd-pleasing for, like, a live venue kind of a thing. You know, I, I think about, like, the Bob Rock approach to Metallica and how clean they were before that, you know, on everything from Ride the Lightning to And Justice for All. And then Bob Rock's like, you should record an album the way you guys play live. And I always, I always kind of gravitate to that statement because there are some albums that sound too clean and too produced. And then there are some where whatever production value is there is so well hidden because it just sounds like they're just, they're just jamming. They're just playing live, mm-hmm. you know, and it, ha- it has that more, I don't know if authentic is the right word, but it, it, ha- it definitely feels more organic than something that's overly produced. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it was recorded in a Wendy's trash can. <laughs> That's how you know it is true with a V. Robert, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to keep going back to all you know. You know our old stories and whatever. But still, one of the funniest things I've ever heard you say on this podcast was when we were talking about Phil Ensemble and the illegals, and you were like, "This just sounds like he put a he put a bunch of pots and pans in the garbage can and rolled it down a hill." <laughs> I forgot yeah, about became, that one. It became um, pretty much a Metal Hammer of Doom meme on here where it was like, it was Phil Anselmo and the appliances. Right. So, <laughs> Phil Anselmo and the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, that for, they, they, we never called it Phil Anselmo and the illegals again. It was always Phil Anselmo yeah. and the appliances. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because that album... Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, did we fucking listen to Tiny Little Heroes or something eight times because the fucking <laughs> album, it wouldn't play because it was no. kind of pity Well, no, the problem was we had just, we were testing out how to do the show on Spreaker for oh, the Oh, that's time. right. We fucking sat there and listened to it over and over and over. Like, uh, can you hear the music? Can you hear the music? Yes, yeah. we can fucking hear the music. Trust we me. We can hear Tiny Little Heroes, for the love of God. I never want to hear it again. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I don't think I really need to, because while I love Phil Anselmo, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. He can, yeah. he can go do his spoken word shit elsewhere. Maybe he can open for Metallica. Maybe we'll leave a, let Jim Brewer take a fucking rest. Mm. All right. We ready to hear the next three songs? I am. All, All right. right. Here we go. We got Before I Go, Open Season, and Silent Battles.
whenever I open up our group chat and I see somebody's making cracking wise about <clears throat> being on the schedule that they asked to be on, but acting like I drafted them into the army or, uh, <laughs> or they may comment about being paid on the thing they volunteered for. Yeah. Shit like that. You know what I say, Jesse? Tell me. Hey, motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Are you me? kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you better get ready. This is a lesson that I give for free, like this podcast. Your lesson is coming. Your lame-ass words, they fall on deaf ears, motherfuckers. <laughs> Just take it. You want it. You asked for it. You signed up for it. <laughs> it's time like these that I live for all your salty tears. I live oh. for times like these. That's oh, what I say, boy. Jesse. Wow. Well. True story. I can't tell you how many times I've opened up that chat, seen some shit that was said, and been like, hey, motherfucker, are you kidding me? <laughs> motherfucker. So, okay, look. Very pleased with this album. Okay? Yes, sir. Uh, but I'm going to point out there's there may possibly be a bit of a formula. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was, so I was I was washing dishes to this, being like, "What song are we on?" <laughs> I uh, so track five, open season. Mark, you just quoted like half of the song. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, if if you take that song and compare it to the rest of what we got on this album, that by far is probably like one of the most aggressive. Uh, it, you know, this he is calling somebody out for doing some shit. Yeah, and for sure. that's pretty much what that song's about. So, I thought to myself, I remember this is the white man. Very, this is the white man's version of uh, talk shit, get shot. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> there you go. So i I remember specifically on the previous album uh, that there was a song that stood out very similar, like where I was like, man, that one is very aggressive. And believe it or not, it is a song called roll over you that sits at track fucking five on for the love of metal. (laughs) Okay. So it is at the exact same spot that this track is at that I was talking about. So it's like, okay, Hey, we've got to get, we've got to get the one where I'm pissed off in there. Okay. Dean, (laughs) Dean, where do you want it to be at? Uh, we're going track five again. Track five sounds good. Um, can can so, you imagine that writing anyway. process with D. Snyder? It's like D, what do you what do you want to sing about? What, what's going on in your world? Well, I'm just so mad. I'm just so <laughs> mad at everything. I'm. It is open season. I on some every, of these motherfuckers. I just I go on Twitter and I get so mad, and I go on and I go on Reddit to try to find research on COVID, and I get so mad. And then I hear things about horse dewormer, and I get so mad. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I will tell you, of the three, I think one of my favorite songs off this album has got to be track six, which is Silent Battles, uh, just because it's, again, we're talking about some very positive metal here, some very uplifting metal. This is a, track six is a song about somebody fighting depression, and he's pretty much getting through in that song he that he understands and he sees people out there that are fighting this and i think even in in the track itself he he just says hey listen listen you 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 you, you can make it through this 
Uh, so it's an uplifting song. It's it's one of the ones that I woke up I, again. Every once in a while, you get an album where the earworm gets stuck mm-hmm. in your head, and you wake up in the morning and it's there, and you've got to listen to the track at some point to try and get it out of there. And Silent Battles was one of them. So can we, can we talk about uh, that I really for a really enjoyed that one. Absolutely. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? Just the the whole idea of <clears throat> men in depression because it's funny. You know, I've been going through the old progressive conservatism archive. And I'm slowly but surely uploading all the shows that I recorded between November of 2006 and whenever it was we stopped doing that in either 2007 or 2008. I don't know, whenever John abandoned me. And um, Just like my dad. No, no, my dad's very much in my life. Um, <laughs> who, who else is going to point out that Mark can't do math or the metric system? Right. <laughs> Be- beat me because I don't know how to convert. Anyway. Um, I didn't go there, damn it. <laughs> Anywho, um, but I uh, the last show that I put up actually I did a whole segment before um, the way this the show works I have like kind of like an opening monologue and then I have segment one is just me talking about what what I'm passionate about and then John comes on and then you know we do the rest of the show is us together um, we usually do like like the middle section is like always the main part of the show and it's usually something having to do with politics um, in any case the. The first segment of the show, I focus on men in depression. And one of the things that I talked about was how, because of the way our society is framed and so the social mores and stereotypes and whatnot, it is not encouraged for men to seek out help. It is often overlooked that men who are human beings and, are, and have the full range of emotional uh, issues often are suffering internally. But, you know, boys don't cry. Uh, boys don't talk. Um, you know, men are always are not the most communicative people uh, out there. And so whether they don't have the language for it or they, they don't have the desire or they don't feel safe talking to people about how they're feeling, they tend to suffer suppression in silence. Uh, and I talked about that and then I talked about, you know, I think we should normalize depression in men because we all go through it and we all need help with it. And it, it's a solvable problem if we'd only confront it. Um, and it's funny because I'm on TikTok now, I've been on TikTok for a few months trying to find an audience for these stupid shows. And um, <laughs> and one of the things that I see amongst the people who are ready to murder the non-vaxxed people are... Because <laughs> that's coming. Um, and the non-vaxxed people proudly saying they're non-vaxxed. And then people responding by putting their address on TikTok and shit like that. Uh, anyway... Uh... Besides that, and besides girls showing their boobs on, on, you know, jumping up and down on TikTok. Hey. Yeah, that's what I'm telling TikTok for. Um, the other thing that I've noticed is the sort of cognizant uh, recognition that men suffer from, and in large quantities suffer from depression for one reason or another, but they don't get the help that they need. People don't recognize that they need help. Um, we're still... We're, we're in the process of normalizing it, but it's we've got a long way to go, and there's still a segment of the population that doesn't see dealing with your own mental health issues as a man as masculine. So rounding that all the way back to Silent Battle, I'm, I'm glad that Dee Snyder, who's 100 years old, at least recognizes that on some level and is talking about it and is talking about it yeah. through music, which, as I said on the Candyman show, it is through music and movies and television, you know, media, it's entertainment that we are having conversations about important things. Because who the fuck talks about this stuff unless it's brought up in a song or a television show or a movie? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's actually very interesting. That's uh, 
So, you know, when I went through my breakup about four months ago, I was a total wreck, and I was very fortunate that my uh, manager was, you know, he's been through a lot of that stuff, because uh, depression's fun. I got it. It's a party. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's very interesting is, uh, you know, my mom asked me one day, how you doing? And I said, well, I'm, you know, just broke down at work. I'm sitting there crying. And she's like, Really? She's like, they will fire you for crying at work. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, you work at a hardware store. It's men are there. Men do not like other men crying. You need to stop crying. And for the next two fucking weeks, she's like, have you stopped crying at work yet? Oh, and I'm wow. like, wow. Can we get your mom on the show? Oh, my. Yeah. That I would, would be- rather have your mom than Nick at this point. She's much more of a character. Uh, yeah, well, it's because, uh, you know, uh, we broke up before Mother's Day and I had plans and the te- the customer mentioned uh, getting something for her mom and I just, you know, that was a little much. Uh, yeah, my mom was just like, yep, yeah, you need to you need to stop crying. You need to stop doing that because, you know, men don't cry. And I'm like, I, in some ways, I feel like the younger generations are more normalizing that, yes. uh, more normalizing that. Uh, but I still think there's a long way to go because – that mindset and you know my parents in their mid 50s now uh you know that still does say a lot and that still does affect a lot of other people mental and i think it's actually much, mental health is still very much stigmatized in our culture you know i can't tell you how many people are like like i'm just depressed and anxious but i'm not crazy like like there's a distinctive difference between anxiety depression and mental illness it's like it's all like it's all mental illness to one degree well, yeah, or another. It's, it's, it's like when, yeah, <laughs> it's like the other day. Uh, my mom's like, how you doing? I'm like, you know, I've been a lot better. She goes, then why are you in therapy? Like, you're better now. <laughs> Aren't you better now? Yeah. And I was just like, mom, it doesn't, it's not a straight line. Like, it's not like, all right, we're all good now. I'm like, no, uh, if it wasn't for like, you know, therapy, I would be in a far worse place. I'm like, and we're still <laughs> you know building a lot of things that i uh you know have needed it's just very funny because i know my mom it's kind of like when i was telling my best friend uh about i had a coworker that quit because of the new mask mandate at work okay. and said well i'm calling my lawyer and he's like i can't believe that i said he goes you know sometimes i'm really concerned with the people that are at your work that you're surrounded by it i'm like well, I said, let me put it like this. If one person in a small area is thinking this, there's probably 100,000 people that also do. Right. Yep. Same thing with my mom and, you know, just her stigmatization of mental health. There's so many people that think, you know, and before I started therapy, I thought therapy was only crazy people did that. You only do that if something's wrong with you. No, like it's good to have a professional to talk to. Yeah. yeah, the whole point of talk therapy and and, and everything is like it, it's always a range, you know, it's always um, it, it's like <clears throat> a scale and sure at the high end of it are your people who are persistently mentally ill and they need to take medication not a whole lot of talk therapy that's going to be helpful for them but they do more um, you know, more living skills kind of a things more occupational therapy, that sort of that sort of stuff um, but on the low end are, you know, your average functional people that are just going through a hard time or, or are having difficulties navigating certain aspects of life and they lack coping skills. You know, they lack, they, they lack the ability to negotiate these things. And this is where it's just something as simple as talk therapy is really, really helpful. 
because you can it's a safe place for you to say the things you can't say to anybody else and for someone to kind of reflect them back at you and you kind of working through and going, okay, well, now that I've recognized, I've said out loud what the problem is, someone has acknowledged it, I can now start to do things to avoid those problems. It's like, you know, like Jesse, you and I are both married and, you know, our wives, your wife is perfect and your marriage is perfect. I understand that. You've told me that. Sure. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, every time I've complained about Melissa, Jesse's like, no, Mindy's perfect. I have nothing to say. All right, all right great. I'm in this conversation by myself. Um, <laughs> but pretending for a moment that you've once in a while had a problem with Mindy, you know, it, you know, just sort of acknowledging what the issues are and going, okay, well, if I want to avoid those issues in the future, I need to behave this way or that way. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. I'm not talking. I don't sound crazy. Um, I want to just kind of shift. This is a very fascinating conversation, but people like listening to this metal podcast. Like, are they ever going to play music again? And and it will promise. (laughs) Um, But I think silent battle just, you know, you brought that up. Jesse is a a really poignant song, but I want to ask Robert, when we were listening to before I go, did you get like a, like just especially in the beginning, the very beginning of before I go, did you get kind of a Van Halen feeling? from that yeah i was thinking uh i was thinking some rat maybe yeah. a little bit of wasp is in there mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm getting some like 80 some real 80s hair metal vibes and uh, yeah the way that they're kind of setting a lot of this up which is fine uh honestly it's good to have that sound in the zeitgeist every once in a while i just think it's very interesting that even though this is d snyder doing a solo stuff he still kind of has some of his the musical roots that he broke through with still kind of shining through Twisted Sister <clears throat> I wanted to say this before Jesse I want to see what you think about this um, okay. now, that I'm now that I'm making fun of you for your perfect marriage um, <laughs> uh, welcome back Jesse damn it Mindy put it on a shirt <laughs> you miss me Jesse have you missed this I'll always Mark always <laughs> um Twisted Sister, because they get lumped in with the quote-unquote hair metal uh, genre, um, and definitely because of their looks, where they look like, you know, very ugly transvestite women. <laughs> you know, they're just awful looking. Um, it's so funny. I think D. Snyder talked about, like, in a VH1 thing. Like, you know, say, hey, you look so much better without the makeup. And he's like, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, D. Snyder. But anyway, um, because of their look because of the genre and because of the time at which they were popular, they often get dismissed as just another hair metal band. But I think we can all agree that if you go back and listen to the full breadth of Twisted Sister albums and really do kind of do a deep dive into their music, they were one. They were musically, like technically, one of the best bands of that era. Don't you think, Jesse? Well, to be honest, I never really dug into a lot of their discography. I mean, we know the hits. We covered some of their videos, but okay. just I say have yes, then. F- just say yes and tell me I'm right. No. Oh, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean that goes without saying, Mark. You obviously have listened to them a lot more than I have, and I'm not. Ar- I'm not going to argue with the man who's uh, holding the podcast mic right now. So, uh, <laughs> but but no, I have a friend of mine who swears by Twisted Sister. Love yeah. love them to death, and they. You know, they were a huge, um, they were one of his loves. Uh, so when I, when he's talked about them, he's talked about some of the great songs that they've had that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But when you dig into some of their, uh, dig into some of their songs, yeah, just like you said, they, they, they must hold their own uh, or I wouldn't be hearing about them all the time. 
for sure. Hey, before we move on, I want to... Um, I don't think Jamie Josta or Decent or anyone else that worked on the compositions for these songs used Grammarly, but they could have. And mm -hmm. they might have made a great song even better if they had. Don't you think, Jesse? Hey, I could tell you that Grammarly works wonders. Tell them about it, Mark. I will. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punk uh, punctuation and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary and suggesting style improvements to download Grammarly today. Go to getgrammarlycom slash W2M network. Again, it's getgrammarlycom slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. Well, we're going to play some more music. We're having fun, but I will say this. I think we need to hear when we come back, what the angry, angry metal guy thinks about all this. Oh, I'll see what I can find. Okay. Here we go with the next batch of songs. Uh, we've got <clears throat> Crying for Your Life, In for the Kill, and Time to Choose.
All right, Jesse, hit me with that sweet, sweet, angry metal guy speak. Well, you're going to be let down, Mark Radlich, because unfortunately there is no review by the angry metal guy for this album, at least as of yet. Maybe they'll get around to it. But I will tell you that distortedsoundmag.com gave this album an 8 out of 10. And I'll read their final quote. It says, leave a, leave a scar takes what For the Love of Metal created and amplifies it tenfold. Despite the few overly ambitious moments, this is D. Snyder's return to form. Leave a scar is proof. The metal monolith's legacy is rock solid. Uh, and then I saw where Stormbringer.at... So, by the way, I, I, I run a... Uh, I run a, what do they call this? Why would I all of a sudden forget what it's called? Anyway, basically my internet connection is running through Switzerland right now. It's a VPN. A VPN. And so, <laughs> thank you. I forgot what it was called. Three little letters. I, I run it through Switzerland. So a lot of these websites I'm bringing up are all in, uh, they're in either Dutch or they're in German uh, but luckily there's a Google Translate. But anyway, Stormbringer.at says four and a half out of five. And I believe Blabbermouth Wait, gave this. Can we go back a second? So you have a VPN that's currently running through Switzerland, you said? As as a matter of fact, yes. Do you do you often get like a lot of German stuff that you're not looking for? Like do you go on the internet and you're like, let me Google blah blah yakety schmackety and you just get German Scheiser videos sent to you and you're like, How did that happen? <laughs> I'm just wondering. When you go to YouTube, if yeah. you go to YouTube and you're lo you're not logged in, it yeah. looks very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. How I don't many... know what I'm looking at. Have no idea. How many YouTube videos are people getting shat upon? I just want to know. Uh, I don't think that's something that YouTube allows. <laughs> at least as far as I understand, I haven't seen any. So what about you, um, German YouTube though? You and I German... haven't. You and I haven't talked in a month. You've gotten kinky. What's going on, Jesse? Nixon Caesar! <laughs> All I can think about now is the fucking German video that got made with, like, Homer Simpson and Peter drinking the gasoline. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thinking, was it uh, the South Park movie? No, where... it, was, it was the crossover episode with the Simpsons and Family Guy. Oh, no, I know what you're referencing. Okay. I'm talking about there's a reference of, uh, was it Cartman's mom or somebody's mom is in a Shiza video? Yes. In the South. Car okay. Cartman's mom. Um, yeah. I, I could just remember, I, all I can remember hearing is Lichten Scheiser. And so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so <laughs> blabbermouth.net gave it an eight and a half out of 10. So very strong reviews, I think, in my opinion, at least across the few websites that we're going through here uh, and uh, very positive stuff. So it's good to see that. I don't think for the love of metal got, uh, you know, very bad reviews either. So no, I know they mentioned that it was returned to form. I mean, I honestly think that he's just keeping up the pace with what he had down from for the love of metal. So, uh, but yeah, there you go. There's some uh, internet reviews for you, Mark Radlich. Okay, we'll come back to your obsession with German porn in just a moment. Um. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That was your podcast, and I, I remembered why we didn't do this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, it, awak it awakened something in me that I thought I had long forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so, Crying for Your Life, You Cheated on Your Wife. Um, I like that one. I like uh, I like that one. I like In for the Kill. 
I, I'm, I'm thinking about Time to Choose because Time to Choose felt... It doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of the album. And it definitely feels like Dee Snyder trying to be like, what What does the new modern metal sound like? It's eh. it's interesting you say that. Um, I'll uh, go ahead and finish, but I want to I say something real quick. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I just... I, it, it doesn't fit in with the rest of the album. The, the album has a certain sound to it uh, to one degree or another. And I wouldn't necessarily call it totally samey, but there's definitely a motif here. And then, then you hear time to choose. And it's like, D come on, man, this isn't you. This doesn't feel All like right. you. This feels like you're trying too hard. Yeah, let's. So I'm going to read to you. Usually while we're doing these shows, I'm on genius.com and I'm looking over the lyrics so I can make sure I understand I don't say anything stupid that I interpreted the song being when it actually isn't. Um, that the, happens. That the song is about a river and not a Ford. What was it? What exactly. We... <laughs> oh, the, the yellow Ford, the, the ballad of the yellow Ford. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crew, Crew, Crew Keith. He, uh, he, he, he enjoyed that. Um, anyway, so time to choose. This is uh, directly from Apple Music. Uh, mm. They apparently had talked to D. Snyder, and he actually. He, if you go onto the website, he gives you a little bit of a paragraph for each song. Uh, so time to choose. He says, historically, I've written many songs, whether it's, a, it's Sin After Sin or Burn in Hell and others, which have been about realizing the path you're on and checking yourself to see if that is where you want to be. This is one of those songs. As we were recording it, I said, you know who would sound great on this? George Fisher from Cannibal Corpse. People from my generation, if they even acknowledge death metal, it's to make fun of it. Right. They looked down on it, but not me. When Jamie asked George to do it, he practically got emotional. It turns out he's a fan of mine, and he sounds awesome on it. So I, it, this apparently was something that just occurred to him. So D enjoys the death metal. He, he enjoys the cannibal corpse, and he thought that that fit well. And in my opinion, I think he sounds – I think it fits well. In my, I think it sounds really good. Okay, um, you, I don't you... think he's trying to. I'm not saying he's trying too hard. He's 66. He can have any moment he wants to have. If he wants to freaking sit down and do a song with Madonna, put it on the album. As long as it rocks hard, that's all I'm asking. All right. So. Well, first of all, if he does a song with Madonna, I'm fucking in. But um, that's <laughs> <laughs> not, not the best example to use for me if you're trying to push me away. But um, Robert, you know, we, we've we've thrown a lot out there. Um, what do you think about these set of three songs that we heard, Crying for Your Life, In the Kill, In for the Kill, and Time to Choose? I mean, I'm always happy to hear Corpse Grinder on almost anything. Uh, that man could be doing a shampoo commercial, uh, and I would be like, <laughs> I am fine with this. I'm just, this is a very dated commercial, but I'm thinking like the jingle from Big Red. So kiss a little longer, but it's like Corpse Grinder. Kiss <laughs> a little longer. <laughs> With big red, big red. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, fucking McDonald's. You can do the artist. Well. Sorry, go ahead. What this? That needs to be an album, by the way. <laughs> somebody, somebody needs to send him like thirty commercial jingles and be like, "Fucking go to town, dude," and just put it out there. And I would listen to every little bit of it. My I, buddy, I once listened. My buddy, where I go. Dude, <laughs> I mean, no, there's, why isn't this a thing? I think I watched, somebody shared a, a TikTok or something of these these metal uh, harsh singers, uh, and they were doing fucking, like, nursery rhymes and being mm -hmm. like, if a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? So, <laughs> it's, it's fucking great. I think it fits well. But go ahead, Coop. 
I mean, you're about to have me doing Andrew Dice Clay things with uh, in like a death metal thing. Because, you know, he does he does very good nursery rhymes. Hickory dickory duck. Some chick was sucking my Suck cock. My cock. <laughs> so what I always remember is a little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating the cards in a way. Along came a spider that sat down beside it and said, hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> little boy blue. He needed the money. Oh! <laughs> I actually have a, a, a cassette tape of Andrew Dice Clay. You, oh, oh wow. wow! I found it at a Goodwill. Um, I I went through a period where I, I like it came up in, a ch- in the chat or something, and I, Andrew Dice Clay did. I can't remember why he was on my mind, but I was like, I want to go back and listen to like his old stuff, and I had it. <laughs> I went back and listened to like some of his like really early stuff because he's got some really polished albums that are very funny, you know, and it's what made him popular. But then he has a couple of albums where he just did like a late night gig in a small club, and like on the one hand, it's kind of funny because he's like he's he's a funny fella. On the other hand, it's like he's not doing any bits. He's literally just standing up there looking around the crowd. He's like, "Hey, you geek! Like, like what? Are you? <laughs> how dare you? It's almost as if to say, like, how dare you come to this club and try to have a fun evening? Let me tear you to pieces, you piece of shit! Like, I, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why are you attacking people? Um, it is it is difficult to get through some of some of his like club material. Um, it's not warm and inviting, Jesse. Andrew Dice Clay is some some stuff is not warm and inviting. No. I'm- doesn't surprise me for some reason. I don't know why. Who would have thunk it? But yeah, you know, it's funny talking about how, uh, you know, that generation of metal really doesn't respect death metal. Back when I was a fucking weeb-ass bitch of the age of like 17 watching that metal show. I remember when we, first, those when we first started this Trump, podcast? What was that? <laughs> when we first started this podcast? Oh, yeah. But I was at the ripe old age of 22. Uh <laughs> Yeah, when I was like, wow, Eddie Trunk's so cool. God. <laughs> he's he's the embodiment of that guy who describes the sports team as we. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've told this story before. Let me see if Jesse remembers it. I was watching um, the coverage of Lollap... Uh, it was Woodstock. I was watching the cover of Woodstock on MTV, and Ricky Rackman, it was like it would normally be time for Headbangers Ball. So they had Ricky Rackman... You know, he was the VJ of that hour of coverage of Woodstock, and they obviously could not air Woodstock song, you know, footage from Woodstock. Uh, they didn't have the rights to it, so they would just play. You know, they would kind of check in with what was going on, but then they would play videos, and it was you know that's why I was watching because I was watching Headbangers Ball, and I remember Ricky Rackman was like, "Oh my god!" I think it was like Metallica was playing or something. Like, oh my god, Metallica's playing. This is the greatest thing ever. Here's a fucking Soundgarden video. And I just wanted to throw some shit through the television. I was so mad. I was so mad. Like, they played, like, Black Hole Sun for the 40 billionth time. And I'm like, mother fuck this place. Fucking hated Ricky Rackman for that reason. What a dude. You know, he apparently lives, like, a few minutes down the road from me. (laughs) Is he really? Yeah, true story. Apparently, he lives in Mooresville, is what I was told. Right, if, you see uh, him at the, but, if you see him at the Piggly Willie, tell him I thought he was a douchebag in 1994. I will. Uh, <laughs> soon, I will run into him and be like, yes, see, there's this man. His name is Mark Radlich. And he <laughs> thinks that you are a giant bag of douches. 
And he's going to be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so on that metal show, one thing that really did piss me off a lot was the uh, utter disrespect to death metal and just absolute, mm-hmm. just, you know, just ignorance towards it. Uh, and that is, I do find it very refreshing for like a guy like D to be like, you know what, man? Fuck it. I like death metal and that's okay. Because I think, I don't know if it's because it's just a different, it's very much a different sound from what a lot of those guys are playing. Plus, uh, I've been told that the chicks really dug 80s metal for some reason, <laughs> which is just wild to me. Because when I'm like, when a girl's like, I like it, I listen to everything, and I'm like, metal? Oh, but metal. Girls don't like metal anymore. It's just very d- disappointing. Oh, you don't spend enough time on TikTok then. Well, yeah, because I don't. If I wanted the Chinese to be tracking my phone, I would just use Facebook. <laughs> well, I will tell you, uh, unless you know they're just doing it for clout and followers, and you know they're not being real. There are plenty of girls on TikTok that like metal. There's one in particular who she comes up on my feet all the fucking time. It's funny because apparently people are now like attacking her, thinking that she's just doing it for clout and followers. And she's like, "No, I really like metal. Like, this is what I'm into. This is my thing." They're like, "Bullshit." Is she single? Ouch. And does she like cats? You'll have to go on TikTok and find her. All right. Yeah, I will, I'll join the, the lynch mob there. And then <laughs> just be like, oh, hey, by the way, I think you're real. Uh, how do you feel about Magic the Gathering? <laughs> There's a lot of them, too. Oh, All what right. bullshit. I I've, kid you not. Oh, God, that is... Okay, this is not fair. You're going to make me join TikTok because I was like, no way. Women don't like any of the shit I'm into. <laughs> but were you... Uh, I don't know how much you're using Twitter these days, but I posted on Twitter something that my son said that I thought was funny, and we'll move on to the next three songs after this, but um, apparently he told my wife, he was like, I would never date a girly girl. He's fucking seven, by the way. But I would never yeah. date a girly girl because they would complain about everything cool that you want to do, and then they would just want to go shopping. And that all seems awful. And I'm like, <laughs> the fucking level of insight in this seven-year-old is mesmerizing. Keep, yeah, no kidding. Keep that outlook, son. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to put this PSA out there. If you were an adult who saw that tweet by a seven-year-old and decided to interact with it in a negative way, you're the problem. Just going just, just to put that out there. Spitfire. Not not the seven-year-old who's discovering life and discovering his opinions about life and has not had a long life to live to refine those opinions. You're the problem for, for yeah, hating right. on a seven-year-old. Rather than someone whose life is actually just living vicariously through the hatred of others. <laughs> I'm not talking about anyone specific. I'm just saying. May they ingest a phallus. <laughs> Uh, are you having fun, Jesse? I am, absolutely, 100%. All right, you want to do the last three songs so we can get this done? I'm ready, man. I'm ready when you are. All righty, here we go. Uh, she, S-H-E, The Reckoning, and Stand in the place where you work.
Right, this album review has been brought to you by AmazonMusic.com. And AmazonMusic.com, one of our great sponsors here on the show, is actually giving away a free 30 days of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Uh, if you go to GetAmazonMusic.com slash W2M Network and you complete the sign-up process, you'll get your free 30 days to try out the service and you can actually hear all the D Snyder you want because it's all there. And when you're done with that, you can back me up by listening to all the Twisted Sister and you can find out that they're not just your average hair metal band. You know, they're not poison or anything. They're so much better. And you can say, oh, you're right, Mark Rattledge. This metal, this metal hammer of doom podcast that you do, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> fucking genius. Fucking genius. So You're right uh, there, it's a, it's a fucking genius. So go ahead and be a genius yourself and get uh, click the link in the podcast description. Get AmazonMusic.com slash W2M Network. That's GetAmazonMusic.com slash W2M Network for your free 30 days of the Amazon Music Unlimited trial. Just start your... I like this hey, album. Have a cupcake. Glad. Um, Have a cupcake, it's fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but but seriously, I, I think I, I think T Snyder did a good job. You're not really a bad song on here. There's some songs I like more than others, obviously. But overall, it's a pleasurable listening experience, and I think a great way to ease back into a semi weekly schedule of uh, listening to metal albums. What do you think? I agree 100. percent This is an album that, again, I was anticipating, uh, you know, hoping that they could pull off a, another great album together. And they did a great job, in my opinion. I think I'll still give the nod to For the Love of Metal as being just a smidge better than this one. My personal opinion. I don't think I would disagree uh, but, with you too much about that. Yeah, I really I really did enjoy that album a lot. Uh, but I listened to this album probably at least ten times. Uh, I don't get a chance to listen to as much uh, music as I used to while I was working, but I, I guarantee you that I would have had this played a few more times. Uh, so, if it's that inoffensive, I mean, clearly it's good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I'm glad, I'm glad D. Snyder's back at it. I'm glad that uh, Jamie Josta helped him out one more time, and I hope they do it a third time here at some point in the future. Robert Cooper, take me home, baby doll. Uh, that's what I'm here for, big big boy. Uh, <laughs> I actually found the last three uh, songs in the sound to be quite good. Uh, I thought Stand was very interesting and actually quite different from a lot of it. Uh, though with the reckoning, I was actually almost hearing a little bit of Modern Testament. Yeah, I would agree the, with uh, that for very, for sure. Yeah, I felt some yeah. of that uh, kind of thrash thrash vibe going on. Overall, with the album, though, I think if I were to rate it, probably a solid three and a half out of five, uh, which, you know, is like a 
70% or so. I thought it was very good. It can kind of run together in some parts, but not in a way that really leaves you fatigued, maybe more in a manner that, uh, you know, it's comfortable. It's one of those, it's not, uh, in some ways it's not going to challenge you as much as maybe some other albums, but Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some fucking bangers. There's some deeper meaning in the lyricism and uh, there's surprise Howard Jones, just not the, uh, not the one from the eighties that when I was telling my dad about Howard Jones, he's like, what? From the eighties? I was riding around with my car with my daughter the other day and we were listening to the uh, metal covers playlist on Spotify and Holy Diver by um, Ooh. by Killswitch Engage came out speaking of Howard, uh, Howard Jones and I was just like all up in her grill like Holy Diver and she was like get the fuck <laughs> Soul Survivor stop yelling in my face and I'm like no Holy Diver and she Holy was like, Diver Please that's actually me. one of my uh, karaoke go to's is it Nice. Uh, oh, oh yeah! Like I, I kill it, man. I'm like a regular Jeffrey Dahmer. I remember Jesse. Picture it, Mark. Thank 2000, you. like 12 or 13. Whenever we started doing the Metal Hammer of Doom, and I'm like, what I need is for someone from the Music Zone at 401 Mania to come on this podcast and be like really knowledgeable about music writing, music creation. Really, somebody that can read like sheet music somebody that plays guitar i really need like a musician to compliment my oratory skills you know like i i can lead the ship and i can generate conversation but i want somebody there who's like an expert in um composition sure and uh i like i need like a guitarist or something I, that's what i want and i put it out there like hey who wants to do the, who wants to do a music review podcast? At the time, we weren't going to just focus on metal. I remember that now because because yeah. we just started putting up the old shows here on W2M, it, and we actually talked about that very early on, that the idea was to do an out, just an out, whatever the new popular album was and talk about it as a group from 401mania.com's Music Zone, and nobody wanted to do it. Nobody. <laughs> Everybody wants a podcast now. Everybody wants to. Everyone wants to podcast and YouTube and all of that. But back in 2012, nobody wanted a podcast. I was all alone, and um, but Robert Cooper was like, "I'll podcast with you. Can we do more metal?" And I said, "Well, I like metal, so we can do more metal." And I said, "Great. What do you do? Are you a musician?" He said, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Awesome. You're exactly what I'm looking for." Hey, welcome to the metal. Ha- welcome to the 401 Music Zone podcast. Here's musician Robert Cooper. What 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 uh, instrument do you play? I'm a singer. <laughs> Fuck me running. Ugh, another one of me. Got it. Okay. Yeah, what dribbling funny, bullshit do you want to say, Robert Cooper? No. <laughs> hey, I actually can read music and I can play a trumpet as well as a tuba, but like, you know, it's not as cool to say that. <laughs> like, what do you do? I play the trumpet. Well, boy, howdy. Here comes the fucking fish podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Smooth Jazz, brought to you by 411 Music Zone. Uh, it's dead. <laughs> yeah, does, does 401 even still have a music zone? They do. David Hayter writes for it like once a month, and that's about it. I thought about bringing some shit back, uh, but then I'm like, oh yeah, that's effort. What's I've that? Heard, I've heard that basically the only thing that really is active on 401 is the wrestling area. Like everything else is just dying on the vine. Uh, now the music or no, the movies kind of sorta is active. The MMA zone's dead as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
M Zone has like two pot two columns at this point. But yeah, it's just back to being four one one wrestling. Sweet. Well, All it's right. good. Oh, you gotta you gotta have some reason for people to go to the website. Well, this is the Metal Hammer of Doom, and it has been for many, many years now. It is it is not the four one one Music Zone podcast for very long. Um, and we will be back next week. And Jesse, oh my God, are you ready? Are you ready? Six six six, the number of the beast, the trooper. Oh boy, boy, am I in for an education on that show? That is okay. Right now, I might as well tell everybody this will be the first Iron Maiden album that I've listened to all the way Are through. You so. shit me? Fuck. What yeah. the fuck, Jesse Starcher? Yeah. Well, you know, there's. How, there's how are you going to come on a? Just, how, how are you going to come on a metal podcast and never having listened to an Iron? I, I am play the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got me there, Marge. <laughs> oh, all right. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I might as well get it out of the way. Yeah, just be ready because this will be the first time I've ever listened to a, a full-length Iron Maiden album. So I feel like can't wait to talk about it. And get get smartened up. I feel like every single one of these shows, I take your virginity over and over again. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. All right, now we're starting to get the uh, kink land. <laughs> that, you know it's hilarious so i i have a co-worker that i hang out with and his girlfriend also works with us she's about 23 and i was like huh, hey grayson isn't it funny that like there are people nowadays that are younger they just don't know about lemon party and she goes what's that <laughs> and i just went, <laughs> he's like damn it cooper why did you do this and today I mentioned Rule 34, and she goes, what the hell is that? I said, please don't Google it. She goes, well, now I have to. <laughs> so when I got to the car, I texted him. I said, have fun tonight. <laughs> well, oh boy. All, all of that to say that two things are going to happen. One, as soon as I'm done with this posting this podcast, I'm sending Jesse an Iron Maiden playlist. Um, oh, boy. And you, need to, you have to do your homework before you come on the show. I'm not going to let you listen to the new Iron Maiden without you having listened to no new Iron Maiden. No old Iron Maiden. Okay. Are you going to put on okay. some, uh, are you going to put the Klansmen at least on there? Give Blaze Bailey a little love? I'm going to put the Rhyme of the Ancient, Mar- uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner 12 times. Oh, good. And uh, <laughs> don't forget, uh, maybe throw on some Alexander the Great and then, uh, yeah, Passchendaele. There we go. Perfect. Um, the playlist will be 20 hours long. It'll be three songs. Uh, (laughs) all right so all of that to say that we will that iron maiden uh is actually dropping their new album senjutsu uh this friday the third um you can you can listen to the new iron maiden you can watch shang chi and then you can go home and watch the shitty cinderella movie on amazon you can have yourself a time uh down at south park so yeah we'll review the new iron maiden album a week from tonight and then we're coming back and we're not going to do all 50 some odd songs because no one wants to be here that long but we are going to do selections from the Metallica Blacklist. Isn't that exciting? Now, you've heard of Metallica, haven't you, Jesse? Who? All right. What? <laughs> uh, uh, are they that band that ripped off Metallica? <laughs> I, I honestly thought one of you was going to go for the low-hanging fruit. Like, hey, isn't that the band Dave Mustaine used to be in? Oh, I for- oh that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. How could I forget? Um, and then um, on the 20th of September, a special Monday show... We will be doing the new Andrew W.K., God is Partying, and we'll close out September with, oh, Jesse, church is in session, all rise, before the minister, you know who the minister is. This is Poppy. It is the Poppy. 
cannot wait to talk about the poppy. I'm kind of frightened what we're going to get in this album <laughs> and if it's going to actually be something that's uh, at least ho- at home here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. I know her last album was, and I, or, well, I shouldn't say the last, the last one that we covered uh, was, and I really do think that that is one of the best albums that we had the chance to talk about back in what, 2018, 2019. Yeah. But I've, I heard the single of this most recent one, and, well, she's she's an artiste, Mark Radlich, so we'll see. <laughs> we had so much fun talking about the poppy, even if it's not metal. I, I don't mind I don't mind dedicating the occasional show to some fun artist that we have a good time talking about. So yeah, I definitely forward to it. When are we she, bringing she... back the country washboard of jubilation? Oh my! <laughs> uh, when my wife decides to do one of these podcasts, or never. Oh good. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's what we got going: Iron Maiden, Metallica, Blacklist, uh, Andrew WK, and then finally Poppy, and that will close out September. Then it's covers month. In October, we will be doing um, Monster Magnet, uh, A Better Dystopia, Saxon Inspiration. Uh, We'll take a break from covers and we'll do The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood. Uh, And then as part of the Superblog team up, we're going to be reviewing the new Halloween album, self-titled Halloween, Um, just in time for Halloween. And... That'll take us into November, where we'll kick things off with the new ministry. Oh, Uncle Al, Jesse. <gasps> no. Yes. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I so, can't wait to talk about that. Oh, my God. I hope it's as good as, um, what do you call it? Uh, fucking Mystical Meth Machine or whatever the fuck. Oh, the name of the album. Sur- Surgical Meth Machine? <laughs> That's the one. Surgical Meth Machine. Algebra oh, Math boy. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that that takes us all the way to november 3rd and we'll, we'll when we get closer to that we'll tell you more about what we're doing uh in the meantime in between time uh jesse dropped to shang chi where he literally mispronounced some of it it's getting uh it's getting some pretty good listens got a lot of people are interested in what this uh shang chi character is all about jesse you, you did see the, my my post about how everybody is pronouncing that incorrectly right correct yes okay all right I'm just announcing it it's supposed to be Shang-Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi. And we have... Listen, they threw... We, we did that book, and we butchered every Asian name we could think of. Uh, <laughs> when we when we did... It was tough. It was tough. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it's not Shang-Chi. It's just Shang-Chi. So remember that, Mark Radlich. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck ever. <laughs> um, myself and, and Robert Cooper... We're going to be reviewing uh, The Romance of the Three Kingdoms. <laughs> Myself and Robert Winfrey, we did an alternative commentary for Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. We have not one but two Candyman reviews. One straight, damn you, Hollywood. It's just me and Robert Winfrey. And then he did a separate roundtable. Uh, no no money, no, um, no critical review. Just four, five friends kicking around the ball talking about Candyman. It was fun. Um, it was a different perspective than the one that Robert and I gave. And I think between the two shows, you know, it's like four, almost four or five hours of content. Uh, conversation about this Candyman movie. I think you get. I think. I think you get a pretty even-handed look at the movie. Um, we've got some old Iron Man stuff that went up. We've got the Everyone Loves a Bad Guy for Iron Man villains, which mostly focus on the movies. Our Damn You Hollywood for Iron Man three. I think the very first movie review we ever did on this network. And then Sean Comer and I did a Long Road to Ruin for the entire Iron Man trilogy. Um, tomorrow is nothing. 
<laughs> but uh, Friday, myself and Alexis Haina will do the second half of the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. Um, they dropped another 10 shorts. We'll review them for you for your listening pleasure. And then this weekend, oh, tell them about the toys you play with, Jesse. Oh, my goodness. Tripped Up Trivia is coming for your ear holes. It is myself and Alexis Haina hosting a great fun time on the Tripped Up Trivia show that we did with Mark Radlich, Evan Bevins, Remington Hitchcock, and one... Who was the fourth person, Mark Radlich? Help me out. Cliff Barnes from Kapow Podcast. Cliff Barnes, of course. My goodness, of of the Kapow Pop Culture (laughs) Podcast. We quizzed you on all sorts of decades of toys, and if you like trivia shows which I don't think there's a whole lot of them out there. I could be wrong. I thought the show was going to be about the history of sex toys. I was wrong, so I didn't do very well. I I was prepared for a whole other set of questions. I'm sure you studied up on every little action that these things do, Mark Rattle. He read the Kama Sutra. (laughs) <laughs> wrong toys, Mark Rattling. You said toys. toys, and I thought we were doing a podcast for adults. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah I mean, yeah. what is a hoop and stick? <laughs> I'm, I'm a, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to eat that. Um, I like how, by the way, the graphic that Alexis, God bless her, the graphic that Alexis came up for it had like none of the toys we talked about. Like a Barbie uh, on there and a Slinky. Yeah, well. Um, there was a slinky. I cannot believe you. For, you, you didn't even get that question right. I what was could the not, question? Could, he was the like, question? what toy sits between a dog? And I'm like, a, I don't know, a sweater? What the fuck oh. are you talking about? Oh, and, my gosh. And then it was oh, the yeah, slinky I mean, dog from, like, Toy Story that he was referencing. I'm like, what oh, the fuck? I don't know any of this stuff. He, yeah, I said, listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I made a paragraph for each one of these questions so I could at least lead them Oh, my on. God. Oh. Jesse's questions. First, the dinosaurs came, but then they turned to oil and the Arabs took over. What is your favorite color? Wait, wait, what? Listen, Mark is still <laughs> salty. Coop, you know how Mark always ends up in last place no matter what competition. <laughs> if you're or other yeah, people are already- and I'm involved in I, he's always in last that's why we don't do our covers podcasts anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's right I retired well, that shit <laughs> you can check out it, it, it's a fun time I put in all sorts of clips in there just kind of pad out and you can play along see if you do well see if you can bark, beat Mark Radlich best of luck shouldn't <laughs> too much uh, but no we, we had a good time we had a real good time actually so I hope that comes across in the podcast this is about our fourth I think our fourth tripped up trivia we haven't landed on one for september uh we uh alexis and i have been talking about maybe coming up with a replacement one it was originally going to be nfl trivia hosted by jason teasley and unfortunately that kind of fell through so we will be looking for other a possible other show here uh before the end of the month so keep an eye out if you like trivia check out tripped up trivia should be airing this coming saturday you should do one on pumpkin spice a whole trivia on pumpkin spice. Yes, we just find what the fuck they can turn into pumpkin spice next. Be awesome. I'd listen. Like pumpkin spice sex toys. Yeah. Well, now we're talking. Yeah. That's my language. Speaking of my language, Robert Cooper, what do you do these days besides randomly show up on my podcast like Snoop Dogg? Uh, uh more or less, except I have slightly more hair because <laughs> uh, he's starting to bald, but he's still not Coolio bald. That's mm. sad, man. That was sad. Uh. 
Really nothing else. Uh, my friend Hannah Woodcock still has her Remind Me Why I'm Super podcast. We were supposed to uh, release an episode with me on it, but we just fucking like goofed off the whole time. And she's like, ah, we'll just re-record it later. Ah, we still haven't re-recorded it. Fucking whatever. Uh, yeah, so w- what do I do besides that? I don't know. I got a lot of days free, so if anybody ever needs uh, somebody to fill in, maybe I'll uh, do as I did in my younger days and have uh, 18 podcasts a week. Yeah, man, you should bring back the Sentai Writer Happy Go Fun Time podcast. I will, if only I talk to those guys. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not a good time when you find out that he was been uh, that your co-host had been cheating on his girlfriend for a full year. Oh, uh, yeah, oh. who was also oh. our friend. Yeah, we need it's... more. We need more anime on this network. Go like grab Robert Cooper. He likes to watch that bullshit. And go do like Dude, another an- fucking... anime podcast. Uh, yeah, I fucking love watching anime. Uh. Think are, I still have Armored Trooper Votoms to finish up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Gra- grab da- David Wright or Robert Winfrey or Sean Gomer only on a Tuesday when he can podcast. Like, you know, th- those guys all love anime. Leave me the fuck alone. Oh, come on. You know you want to watch it. You want to watch some fucking 1980s real robot anime. <laughs> That's going to moisten your cloister. Help me, Jesse. Hoo-wee. I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> All right, so am I. So that's it, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. It was happy to be back, and I'm happy to, to uh, be with these guys again. And I can't wait for next week when we talk some Iron Fucking Maiden. Excellent! Put, execute them. Bogus. Bogus. <laughs> for Robert Cooper, the Metal Coop, I'm Mark Radlitz. That's Jesse Starcher. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>